With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or callings may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Thomas R. Becker, also known as Med Painter. Where are you tonight? He's my GM, and he helps us with ACR Radio. So welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We appreciate everybody in our galaxy and our universe, and we're uh, happy tonight to be on Freaky Friday with Janet Carolesson, of all people, out in the Hawaii area, I guess. I, I just assume that she's where she says she is. <laughs> I'll be your host with Janet Carolesson, and we've got a great uh, speaker tonight who has his own radio show. He's a musician out of Canada. He's got a new album out, and we're going to have some fun tonight talking about extraterrestrials and with the Allied Command for all of you people out there. Uh, we get picked up from time to time, and get to be with the higher dimensionals so to us it's fun and we like it so uh, I don't know how you guys are going to feel in 2020 about accepting information disclosure but that's what we're all about so thank you for joining us tonight we claim to be the allied command meaning we're bringing all our people together prior military veterans I'm a former navy and Janet worked as a contractor and we don't know what Kevin did but Kevin is part of our family apparently because he has these connections to extraterrestrials and alien contact, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Because let me just say that uh, Kevin Estrella has been welcomed deep into the UFO community. I guess deep would be me and Janet. No, <laughs> other people too. I'm just having a good time tonight, folks. So, uh, he's had firsthand encounters, uh, something not of this world. And uh, you can go to Aquarian Radio and read more about that, AquarianRadio.com, if you will. Janet keeps up some great uh, data on people. Kevin's a guitarist and composer of the instrumental rock band Pyramids on Mars. All of us love our archons, our DNA rememories, our rememories, rememories about Mars. Uh, there's a combination of elements, hard rock, industrial, and metal that Kevin uses as a guitarist. And uh, he is infused as a lead guitarist in many melodies that he's been inspired by. And uh, there's some violin melodies of Baroque classical I'm going to have to hear, uh, like J.S. Bach and Antonio Vivaldi. So we'll have to see what all that's about later, too. So I'm sure he'll tell us where to go listen to those. So Kevin's also had a passion for UFOs and extraterrestrials, so he will hear his story tonight. Now, he's spent over 20 years researching, so he's one of us for all you truth seekers out there, and so he's going to help us understand why 
we're here and they're here because we like to hear everybody's opinion and through their own filters. Now, Kevin wanted to combine this passion of music with raising consciousness and awareness of the UFO and extraterrestrial presence. So he felt it was his purpose in life, and this calling was affirmed on August 21st, 2014. He had contacted an interdimensional craft of unearthly origin. So uh, Kevin began experiencing many other related incidents after that and some incredible synchronicities and music downloads. Ooh, so we got a lot in common with him because he does uh, downloads through dreams. And you know that's one of the things we love to talk about is going into those other dimensions. I'm not sure what neck illusions is. Um, uh DNA double helix design on his guitar. Uh, oh, that's in parents. Janet wrote this for us and increased his telepathy. So uh, I guess that's written properly. It's probably the way I'm, not, I'm saying it. So Janet, fix me here in a minute. So his musical downloads are discussed in the UFO researcher. Oh, really? With Grant Cameron, one of our favorites. And uh, he put him in his book called Tuned In. The Paranormal World of Music. So he's very well connected already. So many of Kevin's personal CE5 encounters are discussed in Inviting E.T. by Sue Walker. And Kevin's become very involved with Sandia Wisdom on extraterrestrials using Twitter, who reside in a complex under the Sandia Mountains. Oh, we've heard several people talk about that. And I wonder if that's where we keep Gus, my famous 30 by 30 little vehicle that we used to talk about with Thomas R. Morris and Janet Carolison in Albuquerque, New Mexico area. So he works very closely with uh, Sandia ETs, and we're going to ask him all about that because Sandia has given Kevin several upgrades and downloads. We use those words. Whether you believe us or not, it's up to you. But uh, he seems to have something going on on a weekly basis. So this is going to be a really fun two hours. Kevin's been in over 50 UFO radio shows, so more than I ever thought about, except here. And uh, that's amazing in itself right there. So we're really honored to have him because he's out there doing, spreading the word. And he's been on several of Janet Care lessons over the last seven or eight years. Tonight, we are Allied Command Organization, so we invite him to join us with our alien contact org with Bruce McAbee and all these other doctors out there, and Jan Aldrich. We're going to call ourselves the Alien Contact Group tonight with Janet Careless. And so let me let her get on here because she helps us do a lot of things, including getting people and distributing stuff. So, Janet Carolesson, you want to help me out here? <laughs> can you hear me now? Hi, I can hear you. Yeah, aloha. Coming to you live from Maui, Hawaii, and it's a beautiful day. In the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, It's very nice here today. Yay. So we're excited to have Kevin. Kevin was uh, co-hosting with me for, I don't know, a couple of months, a few months, six months oh. or something, uh, a year or so ago, and then we kind of got busy. <laughs> so got busy. Uh, then I put on the conference in 2018, and so we haven't talked to Kevin in, in a, about a year, so I'm really excited I'll to have Kevin on to tonight. <laughs> oh, my first I, time. I don't know how you missed it. I don't know how you miss it. Anyway, we all get busy. We just get busy doing whatever, and but that's cool because the universe has stuck us together now. So we'll just stick like glue. <laughs> well, now you want to tell me perfect. anything else? That was perfect. Did I say um, that wrong? Reading, 
Uh, I, yeah. It was all a cut and paste, so I don't know. You'll have to ask Kevin what that meant. Um, uh, okay, I think I'm it means he has something like neck of his yeah, guitar, well, I think well, is what that means. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he does art part. on the neck. If you look at his guitar, there's art on his the neck of his guitar. Okay. I think that yeah. So probably sacred geometry or something. It looks like DNA. Maybe it came to. Okay. Maybe it came so to through dreams. Well, All right. So it's okay if I'm. Get a speculating. Yeah. Bring him on. Uh-huh. Bring him on. Okay, you want me to bring cool. him on? Thanks. Okay, everybody. Here we yeah. go. Now, yeah. Kevin Estrella, right here. Kevin Estrella, can you hear me? Hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's wonderful. We're so excited to have you back. So what's been going oh, man, on? Been, you said yeah. you were hugging a Bigfoot or something? What was going on? Oh yeah. <laughs> I missed that. There's all I kind did. oh my god, there's so much has happened in the last last uh, couple of years to talk about since uh, Stargate uh, Stargate to the Cosmos. Um Yeah, yeah. tell us. Well, I'm here for the first down. time. Start from the beginning sure, because right. I want your whole story, not just half, and we got a good Hour and fifty-five oh, yeah. minutes yeah, I'll here. I'll be getting into everything. Yeah, All right, start when about. you was a little boy. When I was a little boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, first, what I wanted to say was I was on uh, KGRA radio last week in New York City, and oh. they interviewed me, and I didn't realize that they were broadcasting on TalkStream Live, which is like the largest uh, live uh, talk stream show in the United States. And they they kept saying at first like they're like we're at number four I'm like really and the next thing I know halfway through my two hour show there's like we're in number two position I'm like okay what does that mean and then they they took a snapshot of, of the top eight uh, shows that were playing at that time and I I beat out Infowars and Fox News whoa Yay, whoa <laughs> I like I saying I was right behind. <laughs> yeah, Yay, I was right behind Rush Limbaugh. Right, I was right behind Rush wow. Limbaugh. Can you believe that? Really? I believe it. Yeah, that yeah, is. I, really I, I, I was on that website. I've seen that website. I know what they're talking about. It, it's live. Who's number one? Who? It, it's live. Oh, we yeah. have to get on it. Wow. How do we get on it, Kevin? Let's the three of us do it because we're ET kind of I people. Don't remember. Let's do some special radio show or something. Kevin, you, <laughs> you dream us up something and we'll play. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Take I us with you. It. Zoom. <laughs> All right, Kevin. That's yeah. awesome. So, uh, how does that work? They was live streaming. They just have an open channel everywhere streaming through what? Did I they tell honestly, you? I don't know. They didn't huh. tell me the mechanics. I just knew that. It, I just knew that it was a big radio show that I was on, uh, uh-huh. hosted by uh, Commander. Uh, his name's Commander Cobra, but I didn't realize it was that big. Commander Cobra. I was always called Commander. So that's pretty cool. That we have a lot of things in common with people around the world that we've never talked about or don't even know each other. But there's a lingo and a language that's been developed in our culture and as a tradition. So uh, Kevin, you want to just fill us in on anything else that's updating? Because that's pretty yeah, exciting, let's, let's right let there. Kevin, talk for let's let Kevin talk for a few minutes and just tell us his story. So then, and then we'll yeah, interrupt tell my we're story. all high wire today. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll get into where things are and the what's happened in the last year, because um, a lot of big a lot of big things have uh, uh, worked up to this point. Particularly this work, uh, I'm releasing uh, Pyramid of the Mars is releasing a new album 
December 21st. It drops, and it's called Edge of the Black. And uh, the critics are already um, going crazy over it's my, my new album. And what's very special about it is that the work with the Ponte, my, my Zeta friends, this album is all from the teachings of what they've been teaching me. So when people talk about my music being, um, I talk about my music being four dimensional and that is exactly what is going on in my CD because I'm playing at a telepathic level. This is what they've been working on with me for the last year and a half. So this is really important, this album that I'm putting out and what's going on with it. Not only that, that um, they've been helping me play at a telepathic level, but they also, uh, back in April of last year, they downloaded me with a course on the tonal language of the whales, of the cetaceans. And I've actually incorporated tonal language into my music. And there's two songs which actually have tonal language in the, in, the, in the songs. So there's a lot of important things that are going on in this album that are taking us to a new, a new stage of evolution. I'm not trying to you know, make myself sound like some you know, major, amazing guy. I'm just doing what I've been told and what I've been taught. What I've been taught. So there you go. Well, you are an amazing but, guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm wow. just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. But, uh, you know, to kind of start things off, um, you know, uh, Pyramids on Mars was born in uh, uh, 2011. And it was, um, it was, I wanted to merge my love of uh, instrumental rock with my, um, you know, uh, ET, ET, uh, you know, ET teachings of what I've been learning and uh, education. And I felt like uh, my, my job was, you know, to raise consciousness on this planet. And I kept saying for, you know, since the year 2000, guys, I'm here. I hear I want to help. I'm here to help, you know, come down, whatever it is, let's do this, you know. And, and you, like, you have these passions when you're young, right? But I never realized that actually that was always my calling because in August 21st, 2014, this, you know, this interdimensional ship flew across my backyard on, and, uh, and, and flew away. And all these crazy synchronicities started happening after that. And, and then I met Grant Cameron, and everything was just starting to make sense. It was, it was too. It was basically an unfolding of, of where my life was going to be going. And I, if I, I would have, I wouldn't believe where I am today from where I was back in 2014. There's no way I would believe where I am now, Dave. What's happened to me? So, but, um, you know, uh, the whole thing with you know, um, Pyramids of Mars. It was to, um, to create music that. Um, was uh, at, at my deepest passions. So when I started writing my first Pyramids on Mars album, I was playing from really, really passionate, uh, 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 coming from a different field. And and it was like the music seemed to be writing itself. It was like it was very automatic. And it felt like, you know, like a, almost like a, you know, colored by numbers book. And at the same point, I didn't realize this. It was, it was two years. It would be two years later that I would put the piece it together, but I became very aware of my extrasensory abilities or my my telepathy abilities during this period of time I was writing my first album, because all of a sudden you know I, I would think of somebody and the phone would ring and it would be them, or I would call somebody and they're saying, oh I was just talking about you. It's really funny you called. This started to happen all the time. It was nuts. It was crazy, and. 
I found out that what what these are, they're actually called pings. You're picking up on people's telepathic pings. But I was doing this during the writing of my first album, and um, it was Art Bell's uh, associate at the time who who made me piece it together, realizing that I was tapping into this higher consciousness during the writing of his album, which explains why all of a sudden they became aware of these ESP abilities. So it was pretty darn wild piecing that together. But you know, after that, you know, UFO sighting on the, the 20, August 21st, um, I reported it to MUFON, and then it would be almost a year later where um, um, I would get more answers. And then I found out that uh, you know, the following year it was it was the Alien Cosmic Expo in Brantford, Ontario, it was the first UFO conference of its kind, and there's UFO you know um, professional speakers who are going to be attending. And when I, you know, I saw, you know, Stanton Friedman was presenting and I was all freaked out because I read his stuff and watched most of his, you know, a lot of his videos and stuff and knew was very familiar with him. But it was when I saw Grant Cameron's presentation, that's when my jaw dropped. And his presentation was on extraterrestrials and musicians and why extraterrestrials are contacting musicians to raise consciousness um, and on, on the planet. So I was just like, oh my God, this is all about me. And I'm part of something bigger than I even realized. It's like, this is, this is a, a, a common occurrence that somebody's doing a presentation on it. And so then I go and I meet Grant and I hand him my CD and he looks at it and he looks at me and says, we got to talk. And I'm like, yeah, we do. And then I, you know, I saw his presentation on consciousness and about how many other musicians were being contacted by ETs. And then he started talking about the whole process of songs and song downloads and it's like you shut down the analytical brain and the right creative brain is connecting to some, to some kind of higher consciousness where music seems to be coming out of the ether and and people are writing all these hits and they don't feel like the music they're not, not even writing it well what's what's really synchronous about all this stuff is that it would be several years later after I met the Pontee I'm kind of fast forwarding a bit here several year, years later when I met the Pontee and Atini was having a private conversation with me on Twitter, and then she says to me, "You understand that music can be telepathic, can be communicated at a telepathic wavelength." And I'm like, "No, I didn't realize this." And she said, "Well, you're already doing it." And I said, "Can you help me develop it?" And she said, "Yes." And then they started talking about um, she was she would she sometimes talk about the edge of the black, and then I was like, "What is this edge of the black?" And then what she explained is that this is where creativity stems from. So when you're in a creative state, your brain waves are slowing down a bit, and you're getting to like a an, into an alpha state. And this is just not just goes for music, but it can go for for you know writing a book, uh, painting, um, you know any any anything where it's artistically creative. You're getting into this zone where then you're just like it's like free flow free flow of, of the information and energy just comes naturally. You don't even seem like you're thinking about it. And it's like a, like a, like it's flowing through you auto writing. What she's explaining is that it's, they call they refer to it as the edge of the black. And she says, go to the edge of the black of the universe where nothingness and everything exists. Turn around and listen for the next song to be played to you. So what she's explaining is that the music comes from the collective consciousness, from all of all of creation, all all of collective consciousness, you're, you're, it comes in through you. You're then um, 
amplifying your emotional um, wavelength, your emotional interpretation of of whatever it is, and then your you know your 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 increase you're you're adding your emotion to it, and then you're increasing it through your your interpretation. You're creating your art, and then you're sending it back out into the universe. So this is the this is the flow. And this is the exact same thing that Grant Cameron was discovering when he was, you know, talking about these music downloads and where is music coming from. And also the same thing was happening, not just musicians, but scientists were tapping into this other consciousness field. And then he says, you know, he's going through the list of how many of the greatest inventions or discoveries of man came through a dream. You know, he says, you know, Niels Bohr, you know, the, 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 you know, the DNA double helix came in a dream. Einstein's relativity, theory of relativity came in a dream. All these things are coming in dreams, coming in dreams. So it's like you tap into this consciousness thing. So that's what I was learning from Grant. I learned from Grant, and then later on, years later, indeed, the Ponty would confirm this. Oh, I got to take a breather. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, moving moving along, um, uh, you know, yeah, uh, shortly after I met... I want to just add sure. that. Sorry, I was on mute and I was talking. Um, yeah, uh, Paul McCartney said uh, when he wrote yesterday, it, it came in, in one download, right? And he got up and he he uh, played it, <laughs> you know, and he's like, where did that come from? He started looking around. He said, I certainly must be stealing it from somewhere. Uh, this is so good and I can't. Yeah, so a lot of musicians, like the Moody Blues, when you ask them, it's like, where did the music come from? And it was all this download. So thanks for sharing that. I, I saw Grant's presentation. I was at that conference. I've seen him talk about, and he wrote a book about the, the music of uh, extraterrestrial music coming through. So go yeah. ahead, continue. Yeah. So, yeah, because um, uh, the book that inspired him originally, and he had, you know, talked a lot about it on his presentations, was the book Alien Rock by uh, Michael C. Luckman. And he goes into great detail about different musicians and their extraterrestrial encounters. And it, it goes, you know, there's so many musicians who have had this experience. You know, everybody from Elvis to, uh, um, to John Lennon to... Um, Oh, geez, almost all the members of Yes, uh, Alice Cooper, Ace Freely from Kiss, uh, David Bowie, um, oh, geez, Jimi Hendrix, uh, um, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and the list is endless of musicians, Alice, you know, Alice Cooper, all these musicians who have had ET contact, and, and it's either influenced their music or they've, you know, they've seen UFOs or they've you know, met with beings. So it's it's quite common, um, but it only seems to be really you know musicians are the ones who seem to be having this kind of experience. It's it's not like it's happening to like golfers or, or somebody like that. And uh, from my you know from from my understanding, or at least from from what I think is happening, is because musicians are tapping in. They're already tapping into this creative flow. Uh, through through you know shutting the right you know the analytical brain down so they're already a very creative people and and they're and they're 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 tapping into this higher frequency pure pure consciousness flow and that that seems to be you know the the gateway so to speak to um this um uh, creativity experience uh, uh, inspiration so to speak 
Well, so, TJ um, wrote a uh, TJ wrote a song. Um, well, it was music. It wasn't a song. It was music with uh, Bruce Huckabee. How were you doing that? Was that like direct channeling, TJ? It goes on and on. It's like uh, pre-flow music, but it's really spacey, far out. Remember your session you were telling me about, TJ, how you, and this incredible music? Are you on mute? TJ, you there? Okay, I guess we'll continue. She'll she'll come on with you again. Okay, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. No, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so um, so what? Uh, you know, Teeny. I, I met Teeny uh, much later. You know, like you know, about three years ago, and then she was the now one who was. Explain you know, who Teeny is. Oh sure, yeah. So um, and how did you a meet? friend of mine. I met I met Teeny through a friend uh, who I had met uh, through Misha Johnson's uh, experiencer uh, um, um, support group, uh, Starseed Awakening. So a uh, good friend of mine, we've been great friends you know, ever since, but he, he turned to me and said, you know, you realize there's a group of extraterrestrials using Twitter. And I was just like, no way, seriously? And so I, I went on Twitter to at Sandia Wisdom, and you, know, you go there and it says, my name is Telcom from the planet Pontel, fifth planet orbiting Zeta Reticuli 2, and we are here to prepare you for official first contact. And it was just incredible. I, you know, I, I, I was following them, following them every day. I wasn't making any comments. I was just kind of following their tweets and seeing what they were talking about, pulling up their, their historical tweets to see what they were talking about. And I started to realize that this seemed like the real thing. They didn't seem like they were, you know, they seemed like they really knew what they were talking about. And then I, uh, at that time, there was only four of them. There was uh, Teeny, Judy, Radar, and Tilcom. So they were the ones who were uh, talking the most. And I started to, uh, you know, to tweet back to them, and, and then they started to get to know me. And then I, you know, did some private tweeting uh, to them. And then they wanted to, you know, introduce me to their, their, their telepath, Sue Walker. And so I guess they were pinging me, trying to figure me out and stuff. And then they, you know, and then I end up uh, having a, you know, a conference call with Sue Walker and we just hit it off immediately. And uh, we grew close really, you know, really, really fast. And I started uh, having more and more, you know, Interactions with uh, with uh, T- Radar and Tini and, and Drudy, and it, but it was like what was really the, the real leading thing for me to realize that they were really real was one day because um, I had these uh, on my website. I sold these T-shirts called ET shirts, which have pictures of extraterrestrials on it that were drawn by Rob Burt Fullington, who I. Um, I was an experiencer friend of mine. Uh, Robert Fullington is in the book Meet the Hybrids by uh, Miko Mendoza. And so I had these T-shirts that I was selling and I was advertising. And then and then I get this tweet from, from Radar. And it was, geez, Kev, we really got to get you some better models for your T-shirts because the ones in your T-shirts are just way too serious and way too scary looking. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah? I said, well, okay. <laughs> I know, I know four new people for my next T-shirt, and I was thinking uh, them because uh, Sue Walker had drawn portraits of, of each of them, right? So they had their portraits, so we knew what uh-huh. they looked like. And and then uh, and then Tilcom says, um, yes, we would like you to 
to uh, make us a T-shirt. Can you do that? And I said, yeah, I, I can because I know somebody who could you know, put the T-shirts together and I've got my store. And I said, but here's, here's, the, here's the catch. I want you guys to come up with the caption. Now, keep in mind, this is a, a, a live stream tweet conversation going back and forth, right? Right. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, will be a good a good you know good title for the T-shirt. I could see you know have the, the, their four portraits on a T-shirt. Oh, of course, perfect. Just in brackets, you know, in uh, quotes, just we're here, exclamation mark, you know, because they are here, they're on Earth. I thought that would be great. And I was thinking, hmm, I'll bet you Radar is going to be the one who's going to come up with the caption. <laughs> and then two minutes later, <laughs> this this tweet comes up, and it's brackets. We're here, dash radar, because I mean, the radar was talking with this big happy smiley face. Wow! Like <laughs> I went, I tweeted back and said, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" I was just thinking that, and I thought you'd be the one who come up with a radar. And then this tweet comes back and it says in brackets, with utter look of shock, comma, "You mean telepathy works? Who knew?" Oh, oh like, wow, that's great! Oh my God, did you did you just did you? And he said he, he, the next tweet is, "Dude, you're he says uh, you're easy to read, and dude, get used to it." <laughs> <laughs> so he yep. had he had telepathically he had telepathically went into my mind, got the got the like the, the, the T-shirt quote, and then he tweets it live on Twitter. My whole life just changed at that moment. I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> wow! You can't make this up. You can't make this up. No, man. you can't. It's I, I love telepathy. TJ, are you back? Did you drop off? Or what happened? This happened last week. Oh my god! TJ, are you, really? are you there? Uh, suddenly it was she was gone, and uh, I don't know what happened. All right, we'll carry on without yeah. her. I hope we're still recording. Um, yeah, anyway, hopefully she'll come back on and she'll start talking to us again. But TJ has had a lot of interactions with the extraterrestrials, especially the Greys. Uh, she's got a whole story, so I hope she makes it back on. She mentioned when we started, I wonder if that's where Gus is stored. Now, Gus is the craft that was delivered at Roswell. Now, are, are the pin, oh. what are they called, the Ponte? Are they uh, connected at all with the Roswell incident, or was that a different group of Greys? Um, they do. Uh, they are familiar with them. I think there is some kind of relation there, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but I they're think not there is. the same uh, variation of Grey that that delivered I, the Roswell. Anyway, have, so I don't, don't have that, that confirmation. No. No. Okay. No, I don't. I don't have that confirmation. And TJ, if you get back on, just interrupt us because we think you dropped off like the show before. And um, yeah, I'm not sure if we're even recording right now, but let me go check on that. But keep talking. So you're sure you're having this exchange um, with the radar, and I've seen. And these these things are very cute. So uh, where can we see the pictures of them? Um, let me write this down. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll add the link. Yeah, yeah. If you... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.